Welcome back to the Pick 199 podcast, episode 43 of EPL Week and football results. Uh, let's get straight into it. Muzzy, Snako, and Coxie are here. Hey. Saturday oh. night, well, Saturday night Australian time, we had Spurs losing 3 0 to Crystal Palace. Is there anything better? Uh, Apart no. from Arsenal losing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what, though, um, Crystal Palace played really well this game. I suppose Boys, it help. I hate to yeah. say I said it, but I said last week, I said Patrick Vieira, I think he's done an awesome job with Crystal yeah. Palace. They will upset some teams. With that Did young team. not Bang. pick that it would be the next week. <laughs> 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 Against one of the front runners. Had, yeah. Feel, had, yeah, had a feeling yeah. that they would do it. Um, Spurs, without Son, seriously, I think we talked about it last year even, like they talk about Kane, Kane, Kane. I think mm. Son's the most important player on their team. Mm. With, without him, they looked horrendous. Well, they, they don't have any creativity too. between them. Like between, like anywhere between that central mid role for like Deli Alley between him and Kane, there's nothing. There's not that linking piece like Son. No. No. Yeah, so, and, and we said so, it last week. Yeah. We said it last week when we did our tier list that if Spurs have one or two injuries or like Son missing, yeah, they're not the same team. Oh, yeah, mm. I think they're definitely going to suffer. And I think if if Son has most of this season off, don't be surprised if they're down there with Arsenal this season. Mm. Um, like he is such an important piece. Like that's nothing to take away from Crystal Palace; they were amazing. Yeah. Um, and like just continued to play absolutely out of the out of this world. I mean, with. Zaha, like Zaha's just oh, he just, just that turns whole it up left side, Muzzy. That whole left side oh, all game is. was just getting they were getting torched. Oh, if he if he, that, he'll get a, he'll get a big contract at the end of this year. Yeah. And I, I I feel sorry for Chris Palace because I don't feel like there's any way that they can keep him. they can keep him. Yeah, yeah. and it's, that, yeah. it's sad because out of the out of the whole Premier League, they were like the only team to give him a chance. Mm. After he had his big blow up and couldn't, yep. like, sort of wasn't starting for any high end teams, they were the only ones that were willing to give him a chance. Mm. And it's sad if they lose him, but at the same time, if they get a massive price for him, like, yeah, why not? Yeah, so, I think the other thing we said last week, too, like, touching on what you said, Muzzy, was that this young team could galvanize or fall apart under Patrick Vieira, yeah. And, they're starting to galvanise. I know it's early in the season, but the way they're playing, yeah, just free-flowing football is just really good to see. And Adaro, yeah. like we did a, uh, a piece on him on our Instagram page, if you check it out, he, he was sublime, came off the bench, scored two goals mm. um, in his debut, sort of just, just came from Celtic, so from the Scottish League. Um just sort of had, has had limited time in training, limited time with the team, and just came on and just did his stuff. Yeah, I mean, between him and him and Zaha, like they they just took control of the game easy. Absolutely. Mm. Well, let's move on to Sunday's first game, Saturday night Australian time. Chelsea three over Aston Villa nil. Romelu Lukaku just continuing on that dominant run, and. That, that central midfield of Chelsea is just creating so many chances. Um, I think the problem for Aston Villa is, like, when you lose someone like Jack Grealish that creates a lot of opportunities, 
Yeah. It's hard to regain that. Yeah. And they yeah. did some buying, but it's really hard. Like you always, when you're a smaller club, you always want to play, pay unders as much as you can. Mm. Um, it's super important that you pay unders and teams know that. And so they know that what players they can pitch you. And so they've done some decent business, but I just, yeah, it's, it's going to be having a, a tough season for Aston Villa. And we, we had them t- towards the bottom, towards relegation. And I think hopefully they, they can get some vitalizing factors from those guys that they made trades for. But otherwise, yeah, I, I can't see much happening. But Chelsea just look continue to fire like crazy. Kovacic had probably the best game I've seen him play. Oh. Um, even in, a, even in a Real Madrid jersey, I don't think I don't think he played a game that well for Real Madrid. Um, no. So no, he he played awesome for Chelsea. So absolute cracker. Uh, let's move. There's not much else to say apart from Chelsea just looked pretty dominant in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to so we had Wolves beating Watford two nil. No, no, we can't talk about Wolves. <laughs> we so last year. They were yeah, telling us to stop the pot. I was like, "What are you doing?" No, because no, no. last week, don't I said, no. Last week, I'm talking about last week. I'm not talking about this week, so I can't jinx it from talking about what happened before. Last week, <laughs> we spoke. We spoke about the game against United, and we said that Wolves looked incredible and were unlucky to put finishes together. Yeah, and then this week they were actually able to do it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Able to finish it off. Hmm. I like. I like that I haven't jinxed them enough that they get relegated. <laughs> oh, now that you've said that, he's <laughs> 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 done it. Um, that that Triaco guy there for Wolves again. Um, Trin Trin Cow. Trin Cow, absolute yeah. monster. He he might be their best player this season. I was about to say he might be one of the signings yeah. of the season that. And he's 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 just, he's just started like he's had his de- his debut season. He's played a couple of games, but mm. he, he might he might be a better winger than Troy at this stage. Mm. Um, the way he's playing is just uh, you, you, you got to if you if you're watching a Wolves game, just sit and just watch him for a bit. He, and he's a lot see more, him on the ball, just yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Part he's a lot more calm on the ball compared yeah. to Troy, who's just mm-hmm. pure physical like speed. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to the West Ham United versus Southampton game. Pretty disappointing in terms of uh, how West Ham played. Nil all draw yep. against a team that they probably could consider they should have won against. Yeah. Southampton just set up to not lose, basically, and mm. West Ham couldn't break it down. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Antonio got a red card right at the end for a silly challenge. Yeah, uh, it was his second yellow. It was just yeah. silly. It was just a but, silly challenge. To yeah. Look, it's... Not, not much, not much to say. But West Ham should have done better, like how they've been playing in last year as well. Um, yeah, well, they, they should have won that game realistically. Yeah, definitely. Mm. On to the return. Oh, the king! Manchester United <laughs> four of Newcastle United one. Tell you what, um, that was awesome watching that. Um, just felt like I was in a time machine going back to. When he was playing for us when we were good, when we used to be really eight, good. <laughs> um, oh, and I'll tell you what, the genetics on that man, he's a thoroughbred. He, I don't think he's aged since he left. 36 years he's old. looking better. Like he's 25. Oh. He, looks, he looks healthier and better now than he did when yeah. he left. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but I tell you what, that was unreal. I, I felt real, like I felt nervous for him, but like that first goal was just sort of a tap in, really. Yeah. Um, pretty lucky it wasn't even a cross, really. It was sort of more of a shot, I thought. Well, yeah, it was, it was a reflection off the keeper. And yeah, like, and it's just Bob to him, and he, he's put it away. And then mm. um, his second goal was a lot better, um, taking mm. it in his stride and just smashing it straight down, mm. you know, in between the legs of the keeper and into the net. So um, mm. good to see him kick off his campaign with us with a, you know, brace. Mm. Um, I was kind of hoping he'd get a third, but um, that's all right, you know, the other boys oh, chipped in, which was good. Stop being so toxic. Uh, <laughs> I will say the one, what, thing, um, the one thing goals. that I got out of this game was like just the atmosphere at Old Trafford, mm. like was just yeah. unbelievable. Like so good having so good having fans back, full oh, capacity awesome. crowd, and then you've got like Sir Alex in the crowd, and also like Cristiano's mum was up in the up in the grandstand. Even though Ronaldo was famously known for not wanting his mum to come to any of his games, but yeah. Yeah, just just the return and like just the atmosphere for that. I just can't believe that he was ever considered to go to Man City. I'm sorry, Muzz, but yeah, yeah, I agree. I like I, I said to you boys when 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 it happened. I think uh, so. I said I think it was the right decision for him, mm. and I think for the club because I I think he he he. It's it's not that he can't. I, th- I think he he'll he'll definitely take all the criticism and stuff in his stride. But I mean, for a player that moves around from like um, each different league, you know, across the top four mm. or five leagues, you know, three, four years he's gone across, you know, each of them. I think it was better for his career that when he did come back to one of the leagues that he'd stay with that particular team. Yeah, exactly. um, Regardless of how well they were doing or anything, I think for not only his legacy, but how he's perceived and and not only that but the money that it would bring in to the to the for Premier League for example it's great for it's great for the Premier League yeah in, yeah. in a world where there's no loyalty to yeah. have loyalty it just means more yeah. than it would ever yeah. So, yeah. yeah exactly um did you catch his comments after the game about the EPL and about like about the Premier League and and how it is the top competition Top in the world league, and, yeah. yeah and like it was really interesting to finally hear it from the horse's mouth no one knows the, the level of competition better than he does around yeah. the world like and for him to say that it carries more weight than, yeah. than if anyone else ever in the world had said that so yeah. mm. it just it really it's great for the premier league i think general. yeah i think when he did have his spell to italy i think he thought that he was going into a camp that was solely focused on basically winning the Champions League. Yeah. Um, he yeah. he thought that their you know their rivals were going to be competitive. He thought a lot of things were very different in Juventus, and I think he got all those perceptions from that game for Real Madrid against Juventus, where the Juventus fans clapped him and uh, the rest of it. And then I think when he went over there, he sort of started to realise that it's still a developing league, like. Mm. Italy and Serie A was once, you know, one of the best in the world, like top two, easy. Like yeah. there was stages when it was it was better than the Premier League. Back and in like that mid two thousand. Yeah, yeah. When you had like superstars, like all the World Cup winners would yeah. come from there. All the Champions League winners would yeah. come from there. Yeah. It was it was one of the top flight, and then it went through this stage where the money's just dried up. So 
now mm. they they've got to get the youth back into vitalizing the Serie A and then get it back back up to the money where they can compete with the Premier League. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I think the other thing is too, like just the creativity that uh, Ronaldo brought to that that mm. front, front line, mm. like just just instant sort of like I don't know. It's like he'd been like he'd been playing there. For the whole of last year, sort of thing, like yeah, yeah. Oh, the, it seemed like the chemistry was there straight away, yeah. and I think him and Pogba. I love the way that Pogba. Uh, so Ronaldo was, I think there was like two, three plays in a row where Ronaldo was pushing the play, like he wanted the ball, mm. and that was the most composure I've seen from Pogba, where he said, "No, let's slow it down. We've got mm. the lead," and then passed, came back. And it was it was open again, passed mm. and came back until about the third time, and he actually played the ball over the top, and Ronaldo got so scored close to scoring. That was when he almost scored his first. Yeah, um, it was one of the better games that Pogba's had at a holding midfield, mm. where I feel like he'd felt like he the weight was almost lifted over his shoulders, where he didn't yeah. have to do all the creative work, he yeah. didn't have yeah. to be the spark, he just needed to be the holding player, the mm. player to hold up the ball to move the ball. Mm. Yeah, they certainly think, had yeah, a lot that, of that was the biggest thing for him too, like just being able to control the ball a lot more. Yeah, um, I had a lot of patience like to that Newcastle. Player. Yeah, they had a lot of patience to that Newcastle defense. Like they yeah. were, I feel like they did really well that Newcastle defense. Mm. Um, and just the fact that they would just knock it from side to side around, looking for their way in mm. without sort of just forcing a pass. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think it's good signs like Pogba playing in there with Fernandez. Mm. I think that's really good. I think Matic did well, but um, I'd rather see Donny van der Beek in there. Yeah, to be honest, um, I think I think with the size of with Varane and Maguire playing behind, I don't think you need Matic's size. Like I made the comment, uh, I think that it's nearly the tallest team in the Premier League. Yeah, um, they fielded then mm. and probably win all the headers, but mm. you really don't need Matic's size um, mm. if you're going to run Maguire and Varane and Pogba. Well, especially um, when Matic is slow too. That's the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I think it was good to see at least Donny got a little bit of time. Mm. Yeah. Um, at the end. I wish he got a bit more, but yeah. that's how it is. But I mean, um, I'm a bit worried though, other... boys. I think there were some signs there from Newcastle where it could have could have turned ugly for Ronaldo's return. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it quite easily could have been 2-1 there at one point, Newcastle way, and then yeah. just those counter-attacks they had. Yeah. Counter-attacks. Well, if we talk about when they scored their first goal, though, too, like, I don't know what Maguire was thinking coming up that far and then going yeah. in for a sliding tapper when, he, like, he should know that those players are really quick. Yeah. Like Max, Maximin and... Uh, uh, Man- Mankio as well. Hmm. So I think that was that was pretty poor from him. And I think Wan-Bissaka got caught out a couple of times as well on that yeah, run. I think Varane got caught out once as well. Um, yeah. Just got turned. But I, I think, think that's Varane, though, he, he knows how to cover a bit better than... than he does. He covers he's, he's, a lot, he's a lot quicker than Maguire yeah. and yeah. Matic. So he's, if he gets turned, it's not yeah. a big deal if Maguire nah. gets turned because yeah. he can yeah. sort of catch them. But... Yeah. I think this is going to be an issue we might have all year. Like, I mean, you saw it with Wolves, where yeah. Wolves quite easily could have beaten us, and Newcastle here they could have ruined this uh, return. Mm. But yeah. um, I think it's something they need to need to sort of fix up. Just how open we are to counterattacks. 
Mm, exactly. Mm. I think the other combination that you can be proud of, though, too, Coxie, is uh, Jaden Sancho on that left edge with Ronaldo looked pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like a young girl. He was, Sancho was good. <laughs> he did well. Yeah. Just need some goals out of him. would be nice. That's it. Well, you got Jay Lings to come on and score. <laughs> good to see him back in red. Good to see him yeah, score a goal. Good. Yeah. Very good. Well, moving on to... Manchester City versus Leicester City. Man City gets up 1-0. Uh, I didn't see this match, but Muzzy, you'd have all the... Yeah. Um, yeah, look, uh, Vardy broke through at about uh, 38th minute, I think it was, um, and scored, but he was offside. Um, he had a couple of chances like that, but I think Pep's um, Pep had sort of tracked how, he, how he's going to play against Vardy. Um, and so with the results, like from the FA Community Shield that we had at the start of the season and stuff, he'd sort of realised that you need to play a higher line. You need to force him to make, make the pass. So we actually, I think in this game, we gave up more fouls than we've given up in our first three games, wow. um, which was obviously, it was deliberately done and you could see it. So... The plan was from Pep from the outset, uh, if you lose the ball, five-second retention, otherwise foul. Um, and it worked. So it's it wasn't it wasn't what exactly what they were looking for, but at the end of the day, we, we had something like oh, 70% possession, um, just playing the ball around and using it and and all that position and the results came to just Losing that five second rule or three second rule, whatever they're using, um, and then fouling, mm. and so it it helped in the end. I think Bernardo Silva just happened to snatch one, uh, which is sort of what we're looking for in this game. Just looked a little bit um, sluggish. Um, Jack Grealish was a little bit frustrated. Uh, sort of first game where he couldn't impose his will. Um, the first two games, um, and even in that the Tottenham game, he was able to sort of impose his will a little bit more take control of the game and make use of the game more. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, the Leicester City defence was just so organised at the back. Um, they're they're going to be great again. Like, uh, I was, it was actually interesting listening, and I actually want to pose this question to you, boys. Can you think of a Leicester City signing that has been bad? No, has I, there been a player? Other... Has there been a player that they've yeah. underpaid for? I think, I've, I've there been a... I think, yeah. I think Sky I Sports the other day did a did a breakdown of uh, all all the. Uh, I think I actually sent it to you guys the, yeah. the breakdown of all the signings that they've done, but like the ones that they've let go and like how much of a profit they've made out of yeah. all these uh, signings and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't the think they've done that. They've, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Muzzy, I've got a question for you though too. Do you think yep. that Man City is just re- struggling a bit without a, like a proper uh, striker? Um, like yes an and striker. Yes and no, because I feel like for Ferran Torres, he's got like four goals in four games or something at the moment, mm. um, and that's that's club and country. So mm. um, playing with Spain and. I think he can develop into it, but he needs time. Mm. And for me, I would rather they not throw that away. So I feel like if they bought 
uh, striker, he would sort of get tossed to the side. Yeah. Um, because we've got so many wingers, um, Gabriel Jesus again played on the wing. Um, Raheem Sterling's coming off the bench uh, mm. after, you know, scoring for, for England, I think twice. It was great um, for over England. The internet. Yeah, absolutely great for England. Um, and I, it's, it's a, it's a tough road like thing to battle. And with, with Pep, he traditionally doesn't like to play a lot of uh, world renowned strikers. Um, he prefers a sort of Messi-esque player. And so he, with, like they often talked about, like when he was coaching Barcelona, uh, if his role was switched to the Real Madrid job, would he he struggle with having Ronaldo? Mm. And I'd say the answer is pretty much close because he sort of needs his striker to be a bit unselfish. Um, So I think he he would do really well with like, for example, a Liverpool team. Um, because Firmino, he's a great player, but he's willing to take a back bench sort of for Salah. He's so unselfish. For, for Mane, yeah. So I think in that in that sense, it will work. But at the same time, for me, I'd, I'd prefer if we had a striker. I think it would, we'd feel more clinical out there. Mm. Um, but on the weekend, I, it's just the difference between not having Kevin De Bruyne out there Mm. Um, I know Bernardo Silva, he played well, but to have um, Kevin De Bruyne out there would have made such a big difference in that game in terms of attacking football. Mm. And I think having him there will probably f- provide more for Ferran Torres up front. And I think yeah. he, he can develop into a good striker. Yeah. Um, a much better one than Gabriel Jesus anyway, who's played out of the wing. But, yeah, I just... Bernardo Silva, I'm, I'm, I haven't been sold on since day one, since he got like bought. Um, even though he scored the goal and he sort of he, he tried to take control of the midfield, Fernandinho came on with uh, about ten minutes or so and had like three three clear key passes to um, create chances straight away. Yeah, and um, he came on as a centre defensive mid, so it's it's a bit touch and go, but I, I definitely think. Every team could benefit from like a world class struck, and I I wouldn't have said no to Ronaldo. So yeah, I don't think I can you know say say we don't we don't need one. But um, yeah, I think that's, yeah yeah I think that's, it that's might it might it might come to games like yeah. this where it might end up you know as a one nil scoreline as yeah. opposed to in previous years where we would have put with Aguero on we would have put a couple more past them, mm. Mm. Um, which we just weren't able to do in this, but we were able to grind it out. It was a really grindy game. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, Jesus is more, more really like a false nine. He's not really a, yeah, like, a, not really an out and out striker. Yeah. So, yeah. but he's playing awesome on the wing this season. Oh, yeah. and I don't, I, I really don't think they should get rid of him because I, mm. at the moment he's, he's definitely competing for um, Sterling's spot. And at mm. the moment he's keeping him out of the squad because mm. uh, he's playing that well. And Sterling came on in the last. 20 minutes or so, he looked good, but just lacked that little bit of sharpness. Um, and I don't know if that's game time or not. So, what do you think that might also be the international break, too? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like we had, our bench was stacked on the weekend. Like we had um, yeah. Phil Foden on the bench as well. Mm. Um, Sterling was on the bench, Kevin De Bruyne, um, like uh, John Stones was on the bench. Uh, we had like a lot of our players stacked onto the bench on the weekend, and I think that was it was probably for the upcoming Champions League game. Yeah, which wasn't a, 
a, a bad shout, I think. So, not very good. Well, good win for Man City. Moving on to Brighton over Brentford, one nil. Oh, yeah, pretty much. A, anyone could have won yeah. the game. Brighton yeah. happened to pull it out at the end. I think we had both of these teams pretty low down. Mm-hmm. I think Brighton's um, season's in much more trouble than what it's showing at the moment. So, yeah, I think so too. Like in terms yeah. of their like their depth, like you think of, they really don't have that much to offer. And like yeah. they've always been on the brink of like relegation too. So, I, I'm not expecting much from them this year. Mm. Moving on to Arsenal 1 over Norwich City 0. I mean, should have been like expected for Arsenal to win. I don't think they didn't look great and that's about it. Yeah, I think they were they were, they were very, very lucky to come out with a win in this game. Yeah. Um, just like they're, they're lucky in uh, most of their games. Mm. But um, yeah, Bamyang happened to pull it out at the end. Interesting enough, um, one of the, I think it was on Optus Sport, um, one of the uh, hosts said, but it's okay, Norwich have got a bit of an easy run in their schedule now and then brought up that they're playing Arsenal next. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, but we, I think, I think we agreed that Norwich is probably going down this season. Um, yeah. It's going to be tough, tough for them to to be competitive, as the Premier League seems to be getting more and more competitive now. Um, I think we're seeing a lot better teams step up from uh, the Championship. Leeds, yeah. an ex- great example from last yeah. season, um, and that they, they, they'll they'll continue to, to play on well. And Wolves from a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a one-off. Yeah. Like it's- yeah. Wolves, Watford haven't been bad. Um, yeah. yeah, there's quite a few teams that are coming up now that are um, putting some real pressure on those middle middle clubs. And hopefully once Arsenal get relegated, when they come back, they come back with the same sort of vigour. <laughs> Be revitalised. <laughs> like a bit of a Leicester kind of vigour. Yeah, you know, like come <laughs> back, win the way back, take some time, rebuild yeah. yourself, find your identity, come back stronger. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, very good. We'll, we'll move on to today's game: Liverpool three over Leeds United nil. Good win for Liverpool. That's all I have to say about Liverpool. Later. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, like good win. Um, the sad story coming out of it is the eighteen-year-old Harvey Elliott. Um, yes. That ankle is not in the right position. Um, so it's really sad for him. Um, pretty cool story I've seen come out of it. He, like, when he went to the hospital, there's an 18, uh, young kid and a massive Liverpool fan sitting there with both his arms broken. And they, uh, he got his jersey and his boots because he was in the ho- the bed right next to him. So that was pretty cool. But, mm. um, yeah, Liverpool, just keep on winning, baby. Here we go. So, yeah. what a poor result, really, for Leeds United, too, considering that we were giving them pretty pretty good props last week, like, based on their lineup, mm. um, They're yet to sort of beat or, or at least draw with, like, a top top four side. So it's going to be interesting how they, they, the rest of their season plays out. But yeah, other than that, good, good win for Liverpool. 
Yeah, I think Leeds, Leeds is, is going to be very interesting because of the style that they play. Sometimes it can play into a lot of the big teams' hands because they such, play such an open, free-flowing yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, so against the lights of Liverpool, um, even Manchester United now, especially with Ronaldo on the counter-attack, that's, um, that's super dangerous because Leeds do like to commit so many plays forward mm-hmm. um, and like to play that fluid game. Um, like I can just picture, you know, them running through Pogba picking up the ball and just sending it straight through to Ronaldo. That's mm. that's it's guaranteed. Yeah, and it's not a, good. A, it's not a gonna, goal out of yeah. you know three chances at least. And it's um, not going to work against teams like Liverpool who have like Van Dijk and Matip at the back. Yeah, and so same thing. Long. Yeah, same thing with Fabinho um, picking up the ball in the midfield, playing it through to either Salah or Mane. Yeah. Um, like that's that's, that's going to be hard to stop. There's not too uh, many people that run a fast break better than Manio and than Sali. You know, like yeah. they're both very good. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, just before you go into the Champions League, sorry, Roscoe. Yeah. Can right. you just go back onto that Liverpool team for me, um, and just go into the lineup? And I just wanted to get Snaker your thoughts now that um, Harvey Elliott's down. So you yep. guys are down another midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> Any ideas about how you want to cover that? If you want to just go into the substitutes and midfielders, keep scrolling. Let's go. Yeah. Oh uh, man, I don't know. Um, there's options like maybe oh. a James Milner or someone can fill in a spot temporarily. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got options. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe James Milner. Yeah. What Alex? We've got uh, Jordan Chamberlain. Yeah, that's. I'd probably start with him. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's only cause, like we we spoke about it last week there because at the moment Liverpool just seems so thin. Um, and Thiago, obviously, it's going to be I think a, a tough bounce back, especially so now with Harvey Elliott out and with the limited midfielders um, that are going to the Champions League this week. Yeah, um, which I think it's, yeah, it's going to be that's... tough. Going in because I think your forwards are right because Mane and Salah and Firmino did backups nearly every mm, every yeah. time, like every week when they when he's won the Champions League. So I don't yeah. think that would be an issue. Yeah. Um, you know, you you got enough defenders now um, yeah. with the a couple of signings that or the signing that he's made with um, Conte and, and Joe Gomez. The uh, advantage you get in any sport, if you have a year that's affected by injury. You get an ability to test your depth and get experience to people that wouldn't normally get experience. Yeah. So it is going to be helpful having those players that have had a little bit of experience last year um, that can come through and help us out. But there's still a fair bit of experience there. Like Curtis Jones was really good for us last year. Yeah. He's a person that like you potentially look at that was really advantaged last year with injury. Because yeah. um, he got to come up and he had some really good touches and he had some really good games for us. So, um, yeah, there's a mix of experience and youth in that bench, especially in the midfield. So, um, it's just funny that last year it was defenders that we were desperately crying out for and now it's midfielders. And I was sort of at times a little critical that I thought we had too many midfielders and not enough defenders. So, yeah. how quickly the pendulum can swing. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we spoke about that. I think that one Alden trade had sort of 
uh, well, he left, but um, him leaving and had really left a big impact because he played so many minutes last season and the season before. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a big big loss to lose him yeah. because yeah. he was he was just that player that could just slot in anywhere in the midfield. Um, he could do yeah. your job in centre defensive mid. He could do your job in centre mid and a job in centre attacking mid. And do you, um, do your job in a Champions League semi final too? Yeah, I think yeah. it would have been like how Chelsea picked up. Uh, was it Saul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think it would have been much better for Liverpool to get Saul. Um, like yeah. I mean, you think of Chelsea's midfield is pretty stacked when you say Roscoe, like the. Well, the really. I, don't, I don't think we have enough midfielders, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roscoe, actually, speaking of Saul, I actually forgotten about Saul. Thanks for bringing him up, Coxie. Uh, <laughs> Roscoe, what are you? What are your thoughts on him? He had a bit of a. He had. He struggled a bit in that game. Yeah, he, he did struggle a fair bit in that game. I I wonder whether or not it's like that change of league, change of pace for Premier League. Like it, Premier League's a lot more tough in terms of yeah. defense and attack. So I think it might just take him a few games to get used to it. Uh, yeah. I think Tuchel said after the game too that. He'll probably start him off the bench for the next few games just to get him in in the rhythm of uh, the Premier League. So mm-hmm. realistically, I don't, I don't. I wasn't expecting. Like I've already been burnt before by expecting too much out of players that we've signed. So, yeah. Um, I think it's just going to take a little bit of time for him mm-hmm. to readjust. Uh, very good. And we just have the Everton game tomorrow. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so by, by the time this pod goes out, it'll, it will have been played. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, of one, two nil. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'm expecting Everton to, to pull out a win here. Um, two nil. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, so, Everton, on their two nil win. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Snakos cursed them again. Burnley with a one nil victory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, so we'll have a we'll have a quick look at the um, Champions League groups. Yeah, uh, they got announced, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll quickly just go through them. Just have a look at how each team sh- shaping up, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, so Group One. I was so happy that we got drafted into the group of death. That was just good because uh, we do so well in Champions League. Um, <laughs> uh, so this City's got um, PSG, uh, RB Lighting, and Club Bruges. So there was it was either going to be uh, City, Chelsea, or United that would be in this group of death, and we drew the short straw. Did so. the best team got the Club of Death, mate? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, mate, if you're going to win the Champions League, you've got to beat everybody. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. 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 So um, it'll be, I think it'll be a super entertaining group, and I can't wait to see the, the games that come out of it. They're going to be some yeah. cracker games, and I can't wait to see um, PSG with Messi and Mbappe and Neymar mm. um, firing and all Ramos as well. Yeah, Ramos and Wijnaldum now, and Donnarumma, mm. and the list goes on and on and on. We'll just uh, be happy that they won't be getting Pogba soon, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Pogba think, might actually stay at Man U. Yeah, well, I think at, at this rate, uh, how well Pogba's playing, I don't know if they'll be able to afford him. So. True. Group B, we have Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, FC Porto and Inter Milan. Oh, AC Milan, sorry. AC Milan, yeah. I'm really so happy with this. I'm all right. 
Yeah. I feel quite content. I think Liverpool can be successful in this group, and I think we can until make it they lose to Atletico Madrid one nil. Yeah, look, Atletico is scary after they they won the La Liga last year. Atletico is, but they 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 looked really good this season. Um, yeah, it's. I think, I think that you can um, you can discount Porto as well. I mean, they yeah. sort of went pretty far last year as well in the Champions yeah. League where they were playing yeah. Chelsea there, but. Yeah. I mean, Milan's just Milan, aren't they? Like, yeah. they're not the Milan of old. No, but they yeah, are. They are starting to get super competitive in Serie A. So, mm. I think it'll be it'll be a lot more competitive than what we what we expect. But I think yeah, yeah Liverpool should come out. I just think yeah. them losing um, Donnarumma is yeah. probably too. That's much. massive. Yeah, That's massive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's huge for them. Yeah. Mm. Group C, we have Sporting CP. Borussia Dortmund, Ajax, and Besiktas. Yeah, what, what a group. Um, Dortmund finishes top easy. Yeah. Um, Holland averages nine goals or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, basically, that's, that's basically the wrap-up of the group stage for this and group. And Ajax um, get through on pity points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ajax <laughs> probably coming in second. Um, sporting haven't really made a significant move since Ronaldo left. No. <laughs> um, you know, what was that, 20 years ago or something? Um, was that where um, Bruno Fernandes came from as well? Yeah, Bruno yeah. Fernandes is from there. Um, João Moutinho from there as well. Um, they produced a lot of Portuguese talent, um, really good Portuguese talent. So it's interesting it's that most of, the, most of the Portuguese talent seems to come from them um, and not any of the other teams in the Portuguese league. Yeah. Um, considering like there's a lot of teams that are like competitive in the Portuguese like. Porto, mm. um, we don't see a lot of super good Portuguese players coming from them. So, um, but yeah, now nah, I mean, Dortmund's wrapped that up pretty easily. Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, Group D, we have Inter Milan, Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Sheriff. Yeah. I've never heard of Sheriff. Where, where are they from? <laughs> yeah, neither have I. It's, just, <laughs> it's, the, it's uh, the American import. Yeah, so <laughs> they're a. Um, so there, there's a secondary team that's come in. Um, so through the through the playing rounds. Um, so I think it's their it's their first time in the Champions League in general. I think um, I don't even think I don't even think they've participated in the playing rounds before. Mm. Um, so well, they're my they're my dark horse. I think they could take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously they've had a, a decent season if they've made it into. Um, they're in good form, mate. This is the yeah. best the club's ever gone. So yeah. they're, they're looking alright. Yeah. So um, yeah, they're from the um, Moldovian league, by the way. Um, just uh, so <laughs> what a good footy coming out of there. What a good uh, footy. Yeah. So expect some uh, big results from uh, Real Madrid and Inter Milan Inter, against them. Yeah. Yeah. It's there for taking for both, yeah. of, really. I think so. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk are competitive, but they've sort of lost that edge since last uh, since two last years ago. Year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Hey, group, group B. Group B, we have Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Benfica, and Dynamo Kiev. That's I mean, yeah, same thing. Two, um, two, two decent teams and then two there. Yeah. I think that's the order they finish, I'm sorry. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say so as well. Yeah. As much as Barcelona has troubles, I don't think Benfica. Benfica will make it competitive. I think it will be rather close between Benfica and Barcelona just because of Barcelona's financial issues. Um, well, just 
yeah. issues in general. Like oh, the, just yeah. managing the club, just horrendous. Um, they're, they're in the poo bin. Yeah, so, but, yeah, I think Snake, I think Snake or Roscoe, whoever it said, is right. However, it looks up now is how it's going to finish. Pretty much. Yeah. Group F, we have Villarreal, Man United, Atalanta and Young Boys. Coxie. Hey, um, young Boys are playing well. <laughs> yeah. um, look, I think, I don't know, United, we sort of struggle a little bit against these um, these Spanish teams. And you only have to look at us in the uh, Europa League. Like, I mean, I think it was Sevilla. Sevilla yeah. that um, mm-hmm. we were playing them in the final and they obviously won it. Yeah. Um, so, and it was, you know, United were the favourites. So, uh, but in saying that, we do have Cristiano now and, you know, he's like with the Champions League. So, I mean, we've got could the this, man. Could, could, um, this be the year, could this be the year for United? Oh, I'm not sure, mate. I think it's uh, it's exciting, but I don't I know. Imagine. It's a lot of good team. You think it's you think it's the closest United will, will come or has come up until now? You yeah, know, obviously. I mean, last two years have been what the the Euro League, like it's yeah, yeah, Euro yeah. League. So, yeah. um, I think it will be yeah, hundred percent. Last time with this good in the Champions League, Ronnie was there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, Atlanta are pretty good, and Villarreal. I think would be good as well, but I, I think we might top this one. You got a good group. If she's going to have a crack, I think this year's as good as any. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. and this this group will actually help you guys with the Premier League as well. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, like because you see, I think you'll see you'll see Ollie doing a lot of makeshift changes um, throughout this process because it's a relatively weak group compared to most of them. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I think it would definitely help you guys not only in the Champions League but also in the Prem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, where I'll do the opposite to Man City. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's gonna hurt you everywhere. So. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> no, very good. Uh, Group G, we have Lyon, Seville, Salzburg, and Wolfsburg. This looks like the stinker group of the Champions League. Yeah, uh, that first one's Lille. Uh, let's go to. Oh, um, so um, yeah, look, it's <laughs> it's it is definitely a, a stinker group. Um, Lille coming off an amazing <laughs> win in um, the French league last year. I don't think that's going to happen this year. So they're going to be looking for some semblance of hope. But <laughs> look, whoever gets out of this, Wolfsburg haven't been in the Champions League for a while now and haven't looked competitive really in Bundesliga. So um, look, it's going to be I think Salzburg and. The Lille and Seville look, they're all just going to have a fight, and whoever gets out of it is just going to get beaten in the next round. Mm. <laughs> just hope you're yeah, wrong, really. You have to think there's some big dollars, though, to get out of your group stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. For these teams, I think that's oh. going to be huge. So I reckon yeah, yeah. this might even be the most exciting group you could probably watch. Well, I think, I think this for these teams, for if you're a supporter of one of those teams, you've got to be the most excited you've been in yeah. a long time. Just to imagine that amount of money that you're going to get for getting out of the group stage, mm-hmm. like that's 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 for these clubs, that's that's changing money that maybe yeah. it's going to lead them into coming into Champions League nearly every year. If yeah. a player can, if a player can step up in these teams and get yeah. their club into it, mm. money, you know, for everyone. Very good. Uh, group H, we have Chelsea, Juventus, Zenit, and Malmo. Um, I think it'll just pretty much finish like that if I'm being truly confident about yeah. about the boys. Back yeah. yourself, mate. Back yourself. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
I have to say for Juventus, now that Ronaldo is gone, um, it will be a different lineup now that um, Dybala is probably going to get all of the game time now. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they'll have left over with him because he really didn't play, play a, a lot of game time compared to what he did before mm. um, with Ronaldo moving into the squad. They just didn't seem to gel. Mm. So they sort of just went, yeah, we're going to go with Ronaldo and... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they have left over with Dybala and how that plays out in the group. It's a good group for Juventus and a good group for Chelsea. Mm. No, I agree. Very good. good. Well, that's our wrap-up of the EPL and Champions League. End of episode 43. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, guys.